cellulite. Cellulite? Cellulite. 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 It doesn't really matter how positive or happy you want to try to make cellulite sound. It pretty much makes everybody cringe and we all try to hide from it. But the ironic part is 90% of women have experienced cellulite at some point. So today I'm going to explain where it comes from, why it's happening, and what we can do about it. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I've made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So first, before we get started today, I bet that you noticed I had a sponsor on the podcast last week, and I kind of want to talk about that. I, if you follow me on Instagram, I stay pretty clear of sponsors or ads on Instagram, and I'm going to on here too. But I do want to share some things that I truly do love, and I'm going to explain why I actually try to be careful about what I am going to share with you. So when my account probably on Instagram had about a couple thousand followers, not a ton, a bar company sent me a bar just to try it. It wasn't paid. It wasn't anything. They just wanted me to try it. And I didn't really love the bar. It wasn't that it was like, you know, low quality. It just, I didn't love it personally, but I felt the pressure to share it because, you know, they'd given it to me and, you know, it cost them money, which now I laugh because it probably cost them like 50 cents. And so I shared it on my social media and I thought, no big deal. We're done. Whatever. Anyway, a couple weeks later, I was talking to someone who had followed me on Instagram and she said, oh, I tried that bar that you mentioned and I didn't like it. I literally felt terrible. Like I was like, I am never doing that again. I literally am never going to share something that I don't love because I am not going to lose my integrity over a buck. And at that point, it was over just a free bar. So I felt like it was so wrong and I had like a real come to Jesus moment and I've never looked back. I have now over 400,000 followers, and it is such an easy rule for me to live by in that I will never share something that I don't 100,000% stand behind because now I see influencers rubbing weird creams, since we're talking about cellulite, rubbing weird creams on themselves and serums and telling people, hey, this is why I don't have cellulite. No, it's not. That's not correct. You didn't get your body because you used that weird serum. You just got paid a pretty penny to promote that. And that actually really ruffles my feathers. So I'm like, I will never do that. I do not care. I will always put my integrity first. So if you ever hear a sponsor on my show, I can promise you with my whole heart that I truly love that sponsor. I use that product. I turn down um, sponsors and ads a couple, if not, you know, 10 to 15 a week. And they can offer a pretty penny. But if I can't throw my weight behind that sponsor, behind that product, and know that if I ever ran into you in person and you said, hey, I bought, you know, X thing because you said you loved it. And I can't say, oh my gosh, I love that product. Don't you love it? If I can't respond that way, it will never come out of my mouth. I can promise you that. 
So even with my publicist, she said, you know, who do you want to have to sponsor the show? And I said, no, no, they're not reaching out to me. I will reach out to companies that I already love, that I already know, that I already trust, and we'll ask them. So I kind of am doing it in a reverse. So I just want you to know that, that when I do have a sponsor, I truly love them and my weight is behind them and I will always have integrity when I mention a product. So I will only share what I love and now since I've got that out of the way, let's talk about something that we all do not love, which is cellulite. So to lighten the mood before we get into cellulite, I'm going to tell you a story about myself so you understand that cellulite is normal and as I said, 90% of women have it. So when I was in college, it was towards the end of my college, maybe the middle, I played on a football team and it was just a flag football team and it was fun. We had shirts, you know, like all of our guy friends were our coaches and, and, you know, our team name was Rough and Ready and it was so fun and I loved playing. And in one of the games, I had bought these new spandex and I was like, oh, I'm going to wear these new spandex. I'm going to be so awesome. And I put on these new black spandex and I had my flags on the outside. And we were running a play, and someone threw me the ball. And I, like I said before, I am an athlete. I grew up as an athlete. So I caught the ball, and I was running for the goal line. No one was going to get me. And a girl ran up behind me, and I could feel people reaching for my flags. And I was like, oh, they don't got me. I'm dodging. I was doing everything. I kept running. And all of a sudden, I felt a shaft of wind on my backside. And I reached my hand behind, and I was like, oh my gosh, this isn't happening. My pants were missing. Someone had reached for my flag and ripped, the, taken my spandex, my leggings, and ripped the butt out of my pants. And I was like full throttle running. I don't care how fit you are. Running butt cheek is not that cute. And the simple fact is butt cheeks have cellulite on them. And so I'm running down the field and everyone is watching my running butt cheek with cellulite on it probably run down the field. And I felt ridiculous. I tell you that story because I want you to know that cellulite's normal. Like I've been an athlete my whole life. I'm into fitness now and I have some cellulite. That is normal. It's totally normal. So now let's talk about where it comes from, what's going on. And even if you think people don't have it, I guarantee that most people, again, 90% do, you're just not noticing it. So the exact cause of cellulite is actually kind of unknown, but they do kind of link it to skin. So in my research, I found that it is a result of the interaction between the connective tissue and the dermatological layer that lies between the surface of the skin and the layer of fat that is just below it. So basically what that means is the tissue that is between the skin and between the fat layer, something's going on with it. So let's get into some fun facts, or maybe I should call them angry facts. (laughs) (laughs) because we're talking about cellulite. Let's get into some fun facts about cellulite. So we know that it is an issue of the skin, like the layer between the skin and the fat cells. So women in their fat cells and their connective tissue layer, they are arranged vertically. That means that their skin tissue, their connective tissue is going up and down. So if the cells protrude in this layer of skin, this gives the appearance of cellulite. So imagine like, you know, bars, like, you know, going up and down like in a jail, a bar, and then trying to like squeeze a balloon through it. And then you see why it would like pop out and give, you know, the the look of cellulite because it's popping through the bars that are going up and down. Men, on the other hand, their tissue, their connective tissue is crisscrossed, which means that 
you know, when that skin, when those fat cells push against their connective fibers that are crisscrossed, they just don't have the likelihood of the appearance of cellulite like women do. Now, can I just pause a moment and say, hey, thanks God for making women's life so difficult. Like we have the babies, we get stretch marks, we get the cellulite, we have the hormones. Like, come on, how do we get such the short end of the stick? Anyway, I am digressing, but I always think that like, man, women have it so hard. Anyway, so that's really interesting to think about that women are, you know, connective tissue is in layers that's going vertically and men are crisscrossed. So that's one reason why women get cellulite more often than men. Now let's go into some facts about other things why women develop it more. For one, women are more prone to it during pregnancy because of elevated hormones. Every time I get pregnant within my first couple months, cellulite is coming on like a wild child. I notice it in my legs. I've noticed it in my arms. I notice it in my thighs. And it just increases as I'm pregnant. And it makes sense because of the hormones. So what hormones affect cellulite? A lot of lady hormones do, especially estrogen and prolactin are both linked to cellulite. And they're also another common reason why men don't really get cellulite. But as you know... Cellulite doesn't start just when we become pregnant. It starts when our hormones start changing, when we're becoming a woman from a girl during puberty and just a few years before puberty when things are really just shifting in our bodies. So after puberty, estrogen circulating in your body triggers fluid buildup in your fatty tissues. So beneath the skin, this bumpy tissue becomes more visual because it's more likely to strain against the collagen fibers and the connective tissue causing the cellulite. So remember how we talked about how the connective tissue is going up and down? So imagine that balloon pushing against that, and again, it starts straining against that and pushing through, which is creating the cellulite. Now, estrogen is so tricky because when it's too high, it causes problems, and when it's too low, it causes problems. And both of those cause or can be indicators of increased cellulite. So I'm going to give you examples of both. Estrogen in high amounts promotes increased fat storage. So when there is an unbalanced collagen production, which means the skin is a little bit thinner, like the elasticity isn't super great, and increased fat storage, that combo is tricky because the less collagen means the weaker the skin, which means the cellulite is more visual. It's pushing against that thin layer of skin. And so that's how it can be bad if it's too high. When estrogen is too low, another theory is for women who, when estrogen is decreasing and they're approaching menopause, their blood flow to the connective tissue under the skin also decreases. This lower circulation, which means less oxygen to the area, which results in lower collagen production and fat cells enlarge as estrogen levels fall. So that's like a double-edged sword. You're like, if your estrogen's too high, it causes cellulite. If it's too low, it causes cellulite. And at the end of the day, most of us are going to experience those things. But that's, that's part of being a woman. And one other hormone besides estrogen, I mean, there's tons of hormones that affect it. But another one that does is testosterone. So I think often we think of testosterone as like a male you know, hormone. And it's actually not. It's in females too. It's just in smaller amounts. But when you see women and they have less cellulite or sometimes they're less curvy or more of an athletic build, they probably naturally have more testosterone. So they will have a little bit natural levels of lower cellulite. So that's something else that kind of affects people that we don't have a ton of control over. 
I will say, if you want to learn more about hormones, I know I talk about testosterone and I talk about estrogen in the hormone podcast with Chris Walsh, and that is episode six. I would go back to that episode. It's so good because your hormones being off can affect your cellulite. So being aware of that is helpful. All right. Now that we've talked a little bit about hormones, just you know, scratch the surface of that. Let's talk about a few other factors that can affect your cellulite. One is age. As the skin becomes less elastic and thins, then we become more likely to have saggy skin, which also increases our chance of developing cellulite. Another factor is genetics. The simple truth is, if your mom has cellulite, you will be more prone to have cellulite. If your mom doesn't, you won't. Look at your sisters. Look at your family. It's truly a genetic thing as well, so you have to look at your family history. And it's not always just linked to like weight. I have seen plenty of beautiful curvy girls with not a dot of cellulite on them. And they are amazing. And they are curvy and a little bit, you know, have a little bit more weight on them. And I have seen plenty of stick skinny girls with no weight on them and they have cellulite. So it's not always linked to weight. I think that's a misconception. It's totally a myth to say like if you are overweight, you have cellulite and if you're not overweight, you don't. That's false. Like 100 million gazillion percent false. I am not overweight. I am a normal, healthy person. I exercise a lot. I have a very low body percent fat, you know, decently for my age and height and everything. And uh, I have cellulite and it's, it's normal. People have it. So I don't want you to think, oh, I must just have this because I'm big. Or if you're small thinking, I shouldn't have this because it's not always linked to weight. So being aware of that, that age can affect it and genetics can affect it is kind of important to realize too. And also to realize that cellulite is not caused by toxins. Sometimes you'll see people saying, well, it's caused by this. It's caused, you know, by you not taking care of yourself with food and toxins. It's not. As I explained, it's an issue with the skin and how it's developing. If the skin layer is getting too thin, if your skin is getting too thin, and what the cells are doing under it, what the connective tissue is doing under it, and how it's pushing. Now, obviously, it can increase as your fat cells grow if you start to gain weight. But as mentioned, that is not always the case. All right. So what are we going to do about it? What can we do? It is everywhere. I know 90% of people have it, but... Like, let's be honest, we'd all love to reduce it a little bit. So let's talk about some things that we can do. And let's talk about some things that really don't work. And this is a part I am actually most excited about. So before I ever do a podcast, if it is on a certain topic, even though I pretty much know my way around the topic, I will make sure that my data, that my research is correct. And I will look up articles. I will, you know, look on the internet. I will do research papers. And I'm really thorough about investigating. Now, when I started investigating cellulite, I saw so many articles from very, very popular magazines or companies or TV shows, all kinds of people that are like mainstream media, social media influencers, and they're all promoting serums and rubbing creams and massages and spandex that are going to get rid of your cellulite. And I was like, okay, this is interesting that, you know, the media is promoting that. Then I went to PubMed. PubMed is basically a suppository. No, not a suppository. Repository. Repository. Let me say that again. (laughs) Suppository. That's something you put in your butt. (laughs) 
Okay, so not a suppository. It's a repository. And it's a place where they store articles and journals and research. It's basically like an online hub for medical reviews. So I found a study there that was a study that was going to be evidence-based review on cellulite. And the object of the study was to provide a scientific evidence-based of the efficiency of treatments of cellulite. Now, this was a pretty cool article because it said they did placebos, they did controlled groups, they did blind studies. They went like the whole nine yards. And even cooler than that is they tested 67 different things. They tested laser therapy and creams and radio frequency and all kinds of products that were said to help reduce cellulite. And at the end, the conclusion was of all 67, It was inconclusive that any of them actually were efficient in reducing cellulite, that they could not prove that they reduced cellulite. So I tell you this because I'm going to tell you to save your money. Stop following that influencer that is rubbing (laughs) cream on their six pack and telling you it's why they don't have cellulite or on their cheeks, wherever they have it. Stop watching the late night shows and the commercials in between and thinking that some weird, you know, thing is going to reduce it because this is a medical study on cellulite that tested 67 things, 67 different products or ways to like treat it. And all of them said, no, we can't say that any of these were efficient, which is crazy. So save your money. Now, I'm going to give you a few free things that we don't have to spend money on and things that have been proven to help reduce it. Now, again, they can't, there's nothing that's 100%. This 100% is going to get rid of it, but it can help reduce. And that's kind of where we want to focus in that, you know, it's not going to 100% make it go away, but it still can be effective. The first thing is exercise and especially strength training and when I'm talking about resistance training. The more muscle that you have, the more taut the skin is. That means like the more tight the skin is over the muscle. So the appearance of cellulite seems to decrease. Now, I'm not saying that the cellulite is going to go away. But if you have more muscle there, it makes the muscle fill out. You know, a muscle becomes rounded and firm. And then it pushes against the skin that way. So it's not the fatty tissue pushing against the skin. So the more muscle you have, the more chances you have of less cellulite showing. Plus, the more muscle we have, the harder it is for our metabolism to maintain that muscle. So it makes our metabolism work harder and combined with a balanced diet helps us better be able to lose fat. We all have fat cells. That is very normal. We have fat cells and then we have muscle. Also, that's a misconception when people think, I'm going to turn my fat into muscle. They're actually different tissues. They're not the same. So we have fat cells. When the fat cells are smaller, when we have less fat, they're not going to push against our connective tissues as much. As those fat cells grow, then they're going to obviously push against our connective tissue. Remember how I said that the connective tissue runs vertical. So imagine a balloon and if it's a big balloon and we're pushing against that connective tissue, it's going to pop through those bars. So that's going to create an increased look of cellulite. So if we can shrink those fat cells with really good resistance training program and a balanced diet, then we are going to see a reduction in our fat cells, which is going to minimize and decrease the amount of cellulite that we are visually seeing. Remember, I said it doesn't mean it's going to go away 100%. I know plenty of people who are in fantastic shape and they still have cellulite, including 
me. It's very normal to still have some cellulite, even if you have a solid strength training plan and a really good diet, but it can help reduce the look of it and reduce the appearance. And exercise in any form has been linked to improvement in circulation. And we know that cellulite can increase when there is poor circulation. So that is another reason why exercise is going to be helpful for you. You're also not going to run yourself to muscle. So I'm talking about strength training. If you're confused about that, go back to my cardio versus weights uh, episode. That's really important. So I'm talking about strength training a little bit more than cardio here. So that's a good thing. Also, strength training can help increase your testosterone levels, which is great because that's also another thing with women when they have higher testosterone, they tend to have less cellulite. And I'm not talking about like massive amounts. I'm not telling you to like fully like (laughs) turn into like, you know, the Hulk. I'm saying small amounts are going to help. A small amount, if you're lifting weights, it's going to slightly boost your testosterone and it's, it could possibly help with your cellulite, which is a great thing that you can do for free. Something else that was mentioned a lot was we talked about how the collagen, when the collagen is unbalanced or when, you know, there isn't very much collagen in the system, the skin becomes weak. So vitamin A and vitamin C and a multivitamin have all been proven to help restore collagen. And you can get those at like any health food stores. They're not expensive supplements and they help your collagen. And the more collagen you have, the less chances you have of having cellulite. And those are like natural vitamins and minerals, things that are good for you anyway. So definitely take those because they're going to be more effective in helping you in other areas as well for your health. I always suggest a multivitamin. That's always good for you. I mean, vitamins are great. Let's not ignore them. We always focus on macronutrients that sometimes we forgot about the micronutrients and we need to remember those as well. I mentioned how when we age, our circulation isn't as good. When we get closer to menopause or even when we're pregnant, we just don't circulate blood as well and the oxygen isn't moving as well through our body. So something to think about is hydration, how much water you're drinking. When you're hydrated, it helps so much with circulation. It improves it. When you're dehydrated, your blood circulating is literally slower. It decreases. And the blood retains more sodium and it's tougher for it to circulate out of the body and your heart rate increases. So drink your water. I push my clients to drink 100 ounces a day. I know that might seem like a lot, but it's good for you. And even if you can get to 75, I'm going to call that a win. So drink your water. It's super common for people to be dehydrated. And then we're drinking sodas or diet sodas or whatever, the caffeine, and it's making us more dehydrated. And that is not going to help us cellulite issue. So drink your water. I mentioned estrogen and how that can affect your cellulite. If it's too high or if it's too low, it can cause problems. So also being aware of the amount of estrogen in our food. When we're having really processed foods, it tends to be a little bit dirtier and estrogen can be higher. So be aware of what food you're eating. And along with what food you're eating, you know, they do think that sometimes increased fat can cause more cellulite. So eating a balanced diet is going to be best, making sure you're getting enough fiber because that helps with your intestines and moving foods through better and helps your circulation and just keeping things going and is effective as well. So I know at the end of the day, a lot of people want a quick fix. We want it to just go away. We want to slather on a cream or a serum. But I'm going to tell you that PubMed you know, it's a research and it's not what I said originally. (laughs) Um, That article is such a good article saying we tried 67 different products and they didn't work. But what we have seen decently effective is 
you know, exercise, strength training, staying hydrated, being aware of your collagen levels, having vitamins and minerals, being aware of your hormones, being aware of what foods you're eating, having a balanced diet, and watching your fiber intake. I know those seem basic, but they're free and they affect so much more than your cellulite. I mean, cellulite's such a small thing in the grand scheme of life. And doing those things is going to affect your overall health. So that's such a win and you're not wasting your money. You can just do those. You could get up right now and go drink a glass of water and you would be already, you know, ahead. So, you know, think about that when we're thinking about how to improve our lives. There's not always a quick fix. There's not always a a pill, you know, to, to fix the issue, but we can really change our lifestyle. And I loved that the examples of how to really improve it were a lot lifestyle things, even though we want that quick fix, fix your life, try to be organized that way instead of looking for the quick fix. At the end of the day, I don't want you to ruin your life over a few dots or a few dimples on your legs or butt or wherever you have them. As I've said, I have cellulite too. Remember, I had running butt cheek with cellulite on it, running down the baseball field, not the baseball field, the football field. And I remember all my guy friends were there. One of them had a camcorder and there I was running cheek. It happens. Everyone has cellulite. It doesn't need to be this like taboo word and act like people who have it are so, ooh, like that's not even a thing. If you ask most women, they're going to say they have it 90%. That's a lot. Like we're all in the same boat. So I don't know why we like pick on each other and point fingers at each other and, you know, act like we don't when at the end of the day, most of us do. And that's okay. You guys don't always see my cellulite because I have a little bit more higher up on my cheeks and I'm not a cheek shower on Instagram. I like to wear clothes. (laughs) So I wear shorts, but you know, it's there and I don't want you to think that it's not and that, you know, things are always perfect for people. Just because some people don't, you know, that doesn't mean they're not showing it or that doesn't mean that, you know, they're just hiding it. So don't feel bad about it. Know it's okay. Know that it's super common and move on with your life. Try to be healthy. Try to eat a balanced diet. Try to do all those, you know, lifestyle tips that we talked about and move on. Do not let a few dimples stop you from putting on that bathing suit and going down that slip and slide with your kid. No one's going to remember And that child of yours is going to remember you doing that. So don't miss life over a few dimples. It doesn't even make sense. You are awesome. Don't let anyone tell you anything different. 